the Elevate Yourself podcast is brought to you in partnership with Athletic Brewing. Athletic Brewing is beer that is brewed without compromise. It tastes just like the hard stuff, except you don't get any of the baggage. So no hangover, less calories, less sugar, super yummy, and you can drink it any time of day. Encourage you to check them out at athleticbrewing.com and use code ELEVATE30. That's right, code ELEVATE30 at checkout for 30% off your first order. Do it. Hey now, and welcome to the Elevate Yourself podcast. I'm Rob, and I am thrilled to get to be the host of this show. I feel super lucky. I work for this awesome company called Elevation Health. And in each episode of this show, I get to have a conversation with folks from all different walks of life about how they elevate themselves. It's my hope that these conversations will make you think, force you to change your best, and as a result, help you get a little bit closer to becoming the best version of you. Mrs. Gray, welcome to the show. It is so great to get to speak with you today. Thank you for having me. I feel privileged. So just tell folks a little bit about your your background, maybe where you grew up, um, your education, and then kind of the work that you did after that. I was born and raised in Holly Springs, Georgia, a small community north of Atlanta and Marietta, Georgia, in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. And And my earliest memories is working at a store, a Barrett's General Store. I always worked. I would help out in the post office, whatever I could do. I always wanted to work. And I loved people, so it was easy to work because I loved people. That that people people matter, um, and so you 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 worked in in the store. Yes, and then from there you went to college. Is yes, that right? I went to. Uh, I graduated from Canton High School, but I had skipped two grades, so I graduated at the age of fifteen. Wow. from high school. So you couldn't do that now, but that's the way it was then. Uh, if you made, they were always wanting to make room for somebody else. So during the summer after high school, I worked at Sears in Atlanta, and I was fortunate enough to have somebody to ride with, and and that was a neat experience working there. And then in the fall, I started to Reinhardt College, which was a little junior Methodist college, like I said, in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains, a small school. And then you could teach school with two years college back then, so I taught school in a rural setting, very rural. And uh, uh, I had to stay away from home. I stayed with this widow lady and uh, we had a, a coal stove uh, and she cooked in the lunchroom. So she would bring home whatever we ate. And then you had an outside toilet uh, and I took a bath in a wash pan. She would help me with that, being able to bathe and make myself presentable and then I would go home to Holly Springs on the weekends uh, and they asked me when I was home one weekend I didn't I didn't teach but just about three months I guess it was Christmas vacation I left because they came from the bank and asked me if I would work at the bank Etowah Bank in Canton Georgia I took the opportunity 
and that was a very good move for me. Uh, I loved uh, people, and I started out as a, a bookkeeper, then a teller, and then I was uh, always part of a loan committee, and and uh, it was just always that. And then when we moved to Kentucky, uh, I uh, didn't work for a little while, I think about six months and then they asked me to come to work in Brownsville, Kentucky at Bank of Edmondson County and I started there and uh, worked until retirement and stayed on the board after retirement but I made a lot of friends and did a, a lot of uh, loans of all kind it was at that time if you signed your name and I knew you you could get a loan uh, it wasn't like it is today, not half the regulations that we have today. And it, it would be really difficult for me to go back and try to operate like I did then. I made a lot of friends and I helped the county. That was for sure. That's really what what a journey. And I'm, I'm just thinking back about we're talking about growing up and then starting to teach it like 17 years old, right? right. <laughs> starting, starting to teach at 17 years old. And then from there, you just worked and worked until retirement and then stayed on afterwards. So from right. the ages, <laughs> as young as you were to people, um, are there, I guess there's two questions I have about lessons learned there. Is there anything uh, that kind of informed your desire to work and just knowing how to work? Um, I'm thinking about as a child uh, growing up during that era, um, what was kind of the the lessons that you learned as a child that just made you always want to work? Probably uh, to have my own money, for one thing, or to have to make money. At that time, I helped my parents because they were older when I was born. And uh, uh, my dad was a blacksmith, and of course, it didn't make very much money. But I always wanted to help them, too. So from the earliest time I worked, I always helped out with that. Uh, but I think that our family was a working family. We were taught that that's what you did, that work was honorable, honest work. Very good. Very good. And then from there, when you talked about moving to Kentucky and helping people, um, and you said something, I think the phrase was, you wouldn't be able to do that today. Right. Um, what were some of those lessons that you learned in helping people that maybe today a bank would look at somebody and say, oh, we're not going to give you that loan or we're not. Right. What were some of that? Well, today you have to, there are so many rules and regulations, but back then, if I knew you and I knew you were honest and hardworking, I could make you a loan. You sign your name. You didn't have to sign for a, a real estate mortgage for a small loan. Now, I don't think they can loan. Maybe they can loan $1,000. But back then, I could loan uh, as much as I felt comfortable with. Uh, if I knew the person and knew that they were honest and would pay it back, and I had a good track record. That's that's excellent. Well, I, I love that idea of because it should matter to say you signed your name. Uh, you were, you that that's honorable. That matters. Yeah, that's correct. That is correct. Yeah. So, so just tell folks about as much as you're willing to share about finding out about being diagnosed with cancer and what the initial prognosis was from your doctor and um, what was happening at that time during the world. Yes. I. Uh when I noticed the lump, 
it, ironically, I was at a banker's convention and uh, I just probably slept late, later than I normally do. And I felt the lump. I came back uh, when we got back home, I went to the doctor in Bowling Green. It was a female doctor. She found it, but she said she didn't think it was anything to worry about. Uh, but it's persisted. And then I went to another doctor and he said, yes. And he said, I'd like to see you live three, at least three more years. If we can get it, we'll go after this aggressively. And I'd like to see you live three more years at least. Wow. So we did go after it aggressively. I did chemo and uh, uh, radiation, all of those things that you do. And, uh, and luckily I was able to work through it all, able to keep going. <laughs> Unbelievable. And so I mean, cancer therapy and immunology has come so far um, from that time, but yes. to think that the idea was we're going to be as aggressive as possible. And the, the doctor would like to see you live just three more years yeah, at that right, time. Right. And you said, yeah, sign me up for it. Let's right. go. Yeah, Let's go. Correct. And on top of that, I'm going to keep working the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to just sit around. <laughs> um, so you, you went, you went through therapy, you went through all of that. You kept working. Uh, I guess first thinking about that period of, of going through all those challenges, I have no idea what that must be like to be doing all those things happening to your body. Were there any lessons that you learned for yourself or anything that you kind of held on to that gave you strength or courage during that period? Well, of course my faith, but the main thing that I would tell people is to eat. Hmm. And if, if, and my doctor was good at this too. And I give him credit. He said, eat anything you feel like eating. If it's a candy bar all day long, eat that because right. it will give you energy. And that was my theory. And I have tried to share that with other cancer victims. Some people it scares them to death to think about eating candy and nothing else, but it worked for me. That's great. That's great. And because the body, you just need energy. It doesn't, it not, it does not matter. You That's throw it out, correct. whatever you feel like your stomach could handle. Was That's the... right. That's correct. That's the main thing. If people would realize that. That's, yeah. that's wonderful. Um, and so you you ate whatever you wanted to eat right when uh, i could very some some days were better than others uh but i i was able to eat something all during the process amazing and then from there we get through therapy a year passes two years passes three years passes mm -hmm. Did you at that time were do what was going on with your thought process and the doctor and you said we're we're here at it's three years. We, we, we've made the three years. Yeah. Uh, I never did doubt, but what would, that's probably sounds uh, silly or whatever, but I never did, never did doubt, but what we would. Very, yeah. <laughs> very good. And so that was then, and this is now, and today you are getting ready to have your 90th birthday. That's correct. <laughs> and so this uh, diagnosis, this is almost what, almost 40 years ago. Yes, that's correct. So 40 years later, when they said, I'd like to see you live three more years, <laughs> you said, Rule a whole bunch. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Um, well, that's, uh, that's a good smile and a, and a good, good laugh. Um, and an amazing story and an amazing story about, about Testament and that you didn't doubt it. Um, 
aside from that period of eating what you wanted and all the good things about growing up and uh, having that, that foundation, you're about to turn 90 years old and you have, as you've shared, you've lived a, a long, full life of helping people and working and everything. Is there, people always ask, what, what's the secret? How, how do you, how do you live to 90 and still be going strong? Well, I don't know how strong I am, but <laughs> I'm still going and still interested in what's going on. That I think that's the thing, you know, if you just crawl up and double up in a shell, so to speak, why, and not care what's going on around you, that that's not good. So I, I think I stay interesting. I love to get a newspaper. I just want to read and keep up with what's going on in the world locally and in the world and i care about people that's that's great those are i think those are two good principles that could help everybody yeah um all right well we're going to move over to some rapid fire questions you ready to do some rapid fire i'll try all right here we go what's one thing that you do every single day that elevates you one thing you do every single day that elevates you i've said before i i'd like to go for a run or a workout in the morning i feel like that elevates me for a better day is there anything that you feel like you do every single day that helps you read my upper room <laughs> very good very very good um, coffee <laughs> co coffee in the upper room i think that might be the secret right there um all right you you uh you you i know you're a i believe you're a good value shopper would you have a, a best purchase that you've made maybe in the last year for less than a hundred dollars that you're like that was a good bargain i have to think about that but i'm always looking for a bargain that's for sure so normally I ask folks about a, a purchase that they've made, but what I'm curious, just thinking about your life and where you've been, do you remember a favorite Christmas gift that you received as a child? Yes, Santa brought my sister and I a doll. She got the pink one because my mother always thought that she looks good in pink and I got the blue one. <laughs> That's awesome. What a great gift. Um, I, I know I know that you enjoy cooking. Do you have a, a favorite meal that you enjoy to cook? Fried chicken. Fried chicken. For my family and my grandson. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's some legendary fried chicken. I hear that. People people have heard me talk about my love of fried chicken on the show before. So that's a that's a treat. That's it right there, folks. Um, do you have a, a first principle quote or saying? I love quotes. Do you have a one that always is like kind of your go-to quote? The best laid plans of mice and men sometimes go astray. There it is. That reminds me of the, the Dwight Eisen, President Eisenhower quote, uh, plans are worthless, planning is everything. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, do you have a, a favorite song? Last one here. Favorite song to, to lift your spirits or maybe your yes. go the course of the day if you, you hear the song or anything that you sing to yourself? He keeps me singing is one of my favorites. He keeps me singing. He keeps me singing. Well, that's that's a good one to end on, Mrs. Gray. Thank you so much for doing this and sharing your story with folks. Um, I I am certainly inspired by by your story, and uh, to say, uh, yeah, we'll go for, we'll go after it aggressively for three years, and then here we are sitting here forty years later is uh, true truly remarkable. So thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for wanting to do that. <laughs> As I mentioned, I work for Elevation Health, and we've been in business for 27 years, creating customizable solutions for your fitness and wellness needs. That's right, folks. 
27 years. And in our 27 years, we've seen it all. So whatever your needs might be, we got you covered. From fitness management and online training to on-site classes and integrated technology, we help small and large groups alike get healthy and stay engaged. I encourage you to learn more about us at contactelevation.com and to follow us on social media at elevation.health.